Welcome to Curious with Josh Peck. Start the show. Okay, here we go. Number three. I can't believe it. I mean, God, we've come so far. Hopefully by now, I mean, this is the third episode. I imagine, you know, the podcast has caught fire by now. And it's on the cover of, of every, you know, syndicate and and internet website and they're like the phenomenon that is josh peck's you know auditory skills can you believe this wow redefine the medium the next howard stern but in reality this is probably slowly picking up steam if that we're probably celebrating the small wins a couple thousand streams and you know we'll cite some some other references of big podcasts that started small and, you know, chugged along and then had a moment where it sort of turned for the better six to 18 months down the road. Who knows? You know, I'm not going to speculate. But anyway, thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening. Christina Milian, she played my baby mama on a show called Grandfathered, which we were on together for a year. I knew of her before the show, and I was a fan, but I didn't know much about her. I knew she was super talented. I knew that she had dated Nick Cannon for a minute, and I just love her. She is a love. She's easy to love. She's sweet and lovely and smart and talented, and she was nice enough to record this with me in my buddy's back house. No weirdness there. I know there's like some inherent weirdness because you think Buddy's back house, what, why? But I just tried to find a, a neutral meeting ground that was near where she lives and to make it easier for her, actors, people in the business, they don't, they don't really want to have to go far when they're doing someone a favor. So my buddy happened to live around the corner from her and we met there. Um, she couldn't be cooler. I don't think this is uh, breaking any news, but she has an affinity for wrapping her cars in very specific, like, car wraps, like hot pink Mercedes car wrap, which, you know, we all make decisions. But that's the kind of person she is. She's happy. She's not worried about what you think. And I think she's quite dope, and I think the world does too. So here's Christina Milian blessing me with an hour. Thanks, Christina. Boom, boom, boom. Check, 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 check. I mean, if you're going to sing, sing into the mic, why don't you? I'm very official here. I don't know if you know. I see. Very, very. We if know who's you are. Uh, on the orange wire. Yeah, I feel, I feel pretty good about I feel like this. Like the nets right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't they that color? Probably. I don't know much about sports. I'm just a theater geek, Christina. You know that. <laughs> iPhone. Yeah, I'm pretty official. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good, actually. Your plug's good. Yay. Awesome. Look at us. Hi, John. <laughs> Look at oh us doing God. the thing. Ah, so oh my crazy. Gosh. This is so fun. I know. I'm so glad you agreed to do this. Thank you. Well, I mean, I mean, I definitely would agree no matter what anyways, because you guys are like you, all like all our grandfather family is literally family. So I know. Good times together. Which if we're being real, right, What's for a up? TV show or yeah. a movie, while you're doing it, it's like summer camp. It is. It's literally like we work, but at the same time, like when you're, they say cut, we're goofing around, we're making jokes, we're right. like, you know, 
playing with the kids, all that kind of stuff. So that really like embraced like a family kind of kinship and the crew, everybody, the but, writers. But like most things, I don't know how it's been for you, but most things I've done, we say like, we are going to stay in touch. We are. I will see you. That is so true. And We're you never like, do. Oh my gosh. Did you cry? Like, the, well, we didn't cry, but I mean, you kind of <laughs> cry like your last day, like, oh, we're done. Right. But yeah, you're always like, we're staying in touch, you know, and you try. Not that you don't, maybe. I don't try. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> it's like you keep working and you keep it moving. But I think we had like our little like our group chats and we also like bonded off this, you know, we went to like parties together. Right. Like all of us had fun. So we had our like fun goof around like group chats that really kept us together while we were filming. Right. And so I think it continued on like afterwards and now we bump into each other and things like that. It's cute. No, I think it was, we were a very special group that you don't yeah. see a lot of times. Yeah. Cause I feel like even, I mean, I've had the best, I did this movie with Chris Hemsworth uh-huh. and obviously like he's super famous now. So it's much harder to sort of keep up a relationship. Mm-hmm. But like when we made the movie, we were, I mean, I don't think I've been closer with anyone in my life. I was like, <laughs> Not even John, because the two of you are like, I swear, like you've been like doppelganged. Like he, we're pretty close. The two close. of you are so close. It's like it one and it two. I can't believe that we've <laughs> sustained a relationship. That's really cool. You know, especially because you played father and son on TV. And then you already were bonding throughout. And then you guys are so great with the kids, like the girls. We, I love them. I miss them, by the way. I'm a terrible TV mom because it's all right. I haven't gotten to do that with them as much. But I keep up with them through like Instagram. And then every now and then I'll bump into them. So they're so big now. Do you have any version of that where you're like mm-hmm. you – where you can't believe that you are friends with a certain person who you look up to or is a personality, someone famous. Yeah, definitely. I've been around people where we're so like, well, it's not the same way that you guys friendship. It's so cool seeing that. It's like a whole other level, Uh, but I've met people and I'm like, I've hung around them and been like, wow, I'm real. Like I used to like, like I had a talk long time ago. I bumped into Janet Jackson at a club. Wow. And she was my idol. Still is. I love her. And I have so many funny stories about even the first time that I met her, like I cried for hours. I was so happy. (laughs) But like even after that experience, I met her at a club years ago. It used to be, now it's um, Greystone, but before that, I think it was Area. Somewhere where I can't get in, you know, (laughs) some fancy Hollywood place, no big deal. You can, of course, (laughs) get in. And um, she was there and I ended up sitting next to her and talking with her and I was just like, in my mind, she was being so cool, and she was like, we were just, I don't remember, we were talking about something regular, some regular shit. Right. And I was like, I'm talking to, I had a moment, like, at first I was being cool and just talking, and I didn't think about it, and then all of a sudden I was like, holy cow, like, this is happening. Right. <laughs> That's really cool. So I can imagine, like, if I ever got to work with her and had, had that much time, and as sweet as she is, I'm sure I'd have the same friendship as you guys. Well, do you find that, and John and I actually, he was the first in the podcast. You're the third. Oh, he's been on? Yay, So John. You, you are in great company. And he, uh, I called in, the, I still can't believe, by the way, that like all my friends, who are my friends, but also people like you, Stamos, that are like yeah. famous friends, everyone's saying yes. It's crazy. 
well, that that proves what kind of person you are. Obviously, You're a great person. I'm the bomb. Yeah, but I could not. I'm like, I'm about to get fucking rejected so hard, Dude, body. Like, oh. that's the hardest thing about doing a podcast. Like, it's great because you you're motivated and you're doing it, and you want to get a message out and you want to talk. But it's like, um, if you're doing it like with friends or interviewing people, like that's the hardest part is trying to get people to agree and make the time to do it. Right. So to, that's I why can I, understand that's like the biggest challenge that you're like, okay, I got to have the balls to call my friends. Yeah. Do I have real relationships? Do people like, will they want to do it? So it's, cool. it, it's funny because I'm working with this company, Cadence 13. Good looking out. Love you guys. Hi. And they, when we were talking about putting together this thing, they were like, we have this great studio. It's in the middle of LA. I'm like, are you guys on drugs? I'm like, yeah. no one is come. No person that's even remotely sort of famous is going to interrupt their day to come meet me on Wilshire Boulevard. Like, so now I have this little mobile kit. I come to people. It's like perfect. You're so funny. I would have gone to uh, to Wilshire Boulevard, by the way. Well, you are just yes. Well, you're Christina. Milian. I would have been like, where are we meeting? Okay, cool. I'll see you there. You're a really outstanding human. Well, thank you. Because so I, are you. <laughs> I mean, it is hard. You know, it's yeah. hard to get people to do anything. Yeah, and by the way, John is probably for sure the other person. I definitely was like. Wow, I grew up watching Full House and just like I had the biggest crush on him too. Of course. And then the he's just so like charismatic and so sweet and everything in person and just such a great person to people. Right. Like I I definitely would have my moments like in the beginning I was like, Oh, I, that was my crush. Like I was remembering all the dreams that I had about him when I was a kid. Right. It's terrible to say, but it's true. And then <laughs> then I was like, Oh, Talk I'm working with him. He dreams. just ends up being like a cool guy and he's normal and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's John. So when do those people become human to you, right? Because I remember shooting the show with John and we did the pilot. And of course, it's only a week of your life, right? So yeah. he sustained his legend status. Yeah. But, you know, when you're six weeks into shooting, you're on the 15th hour of a long day. Yeah. Even a legend might be like, yo, dude, I'm fucking over this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They could definitely be like that. And him, no. Like, definitely, we know John wasn't like that, which is so cool. No. I don't know how he does it. I mean, he's, he, but even so, like, or seeing him, you know, worry about one of the takes, you know, yeah. being secure about something or it, you know, so quickly or these heroes. Or even down about like, like if other people need it. Like he's down with the timing to give to other people while he's working. Cause some people like they dip out on you when they're like done working or like they're not as patient, you know, especially through the lead of a show. But, right. you know, I think hum he's very humble. I mean, most people I've met have all been humble like that too, but it's a choice. Uh, Wait, you have to tell me. So how did this come about? Why did you decide to do a podcast? Oh, tell wow. Tell me about this. On the hot seat. I, yes. The reality is I'm fascinated by the medium. I've been like a talk radio junkie since as far back as I can remember. Really? Okay. Like Howard Stern. Oh, uh, yeah. Then, Howard Stern is awesome. Oh, uh, the best. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's so crazy to say it now because it's like so derogatory, all the stuff that he would say. But yeah. at the same time, he's, he was epic at what he did. And yeah. One of the best interviewers ever, yeah. if not the best. And and then podcasting came around and I just found myself listening at nauseum to all these different guys. Mm -hmm. And and I've been lucky enough to have a, you know, a special experience as we all have yeah. for people that get to do what we do. And I figured if, you know, I was surrounded with such generous, lovely friends as, you know, Miss Christina Milian, mm -hmm. who would humor me for an hour, mm -hmm. that it would be worth taking a shot. So well, I'm very proud of you uh, I'm and i proud think it was you, worth Christina. it this is gonna be fun to listen to so you're from jersey huh born in jersey yeah i was born in jersey born in jersey city i yep mm -hmm. do you i mean but you don't how long did you spend in jersey 
Um, do you I rep s- Jersey, the Garden State? I do State, like to rep Jersey. The Shore? I definitely like to rep Jersey. I grew up in a couple places. So my parents were in the, um, well, my dad was in the military. Okay. So both of my parents are from Jersey. They're from um, Union City and North Bergen. Okay. And obviously they met there. <laughs> <laughs> And that's Somewhere North at the end Jersey. Of high school, yeah. And that's like real. That's not like rural Jersey. That's like that's like city. right next to New York. Exactly. Right. Literally, like the uh, you just take the freeway and get, you're in the tunnel, the Lincoln Tunnel, the Turnpike. Yes, take the Turnpike. I got it's roots only like in four Jersey exits too. Off, get off of Kennedy. Love it. <laughs> you do? Yeah, yeah. Hey, my whole family. Really? West Orange represent. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. So you represent too? Yeah, I mean, I'm from New York, yeah. but I like Jersey. I mean, I feel it's kind of like relatively like the same feel, which is good. Jersey, New York. Yeah. So I, I like I was born there, and then we went to like Tampa for a second, but I was so, so little, I don't really count that. But then the rest of the time, when I was like from like five or six, I was in um, Maryland. So I grew up in Waldorf, Maryland. Okay. My dad. At first, we were at San, St. Andrews Air Force Base. And um, I grew up there till I was like 13. But when we were in Maryland, it's only like a four-hour drive to Jersey. Right. So the rest of our relatives are always in Jersey. My aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody. So we would always visit them like almost every other weekend. At the same time, I was acting. So we were like driving to New York just to do like, I mean, to do auditions, you know, Broadway plays and all that stuff that you do when you're an actor in New York. Right. And we would go visit the family in Jersey all the time. So I always got a little bit of like the little suburban lifestyle that I had in Maryland. I experienced that. And at the same time, I had a little side of Jersey. And your dad's in the Air Force? He was in the Air Force, yeah. Until, uh, yeah, I can't remember. I think it was like six or seven. Um, so, so strict, tough? Um, Military dad? Um, He's not strict and tough. I wouldn't say that. But he was definitely like... Very encouraging, tough, as in, like, teaching me that, you know, to challenge myself to be better, you know, for grades, for sports. Right. And, but at the same time, supportive and fun and cool. Like, my dad was actually a really cool guy. But, of course, I feared my dad. Like, any girl should fear their dad when it comes to, like, boys and things like that. Like, you know, not to be disrespectful. Like, it's important, you know. There's very good things that he taught me. So my dad actually wasn't too strict. Yeah, he was pretty cool. But, you know, I didn't F F anything up (laughs) either. I mean, it's it's really interesting seeing my wife and, you know, she's one of three girls. Uh And they're, you know, her father, my father-in-law is just sort of like the the greatest guy ever. Oh, that's cool. You know, he's just one of those. He's really cool. You should meet my dad too. He's, like, just so cool. He just, like, loves people. He travels. He's just nice. He's very optimistic. And especially in this time in his life, he's just, like, living and he's happy. <laughs> and so it's cool. You should check him out on um, Instagram. Oh, really? His Instagram says it all. It's Cuban Puro. P-U-R-O. Puro. But, oh, well, I'll be, I'll be checking that out immediately. Thank you. You'll have a good laugh at my dad's life. So, and so then you moved to Maryland in the suburbs? Yeah, we lived in the suburbs, so it was first Andrews Air Force Base when I was little and when my dad was in the military, but then we moved to a town called Waldorf, which is in St. Charles County, so shout out St. Charles, hey. And what do they have, crabs? Baltimore crabs? Yeah, we do have blue crabs, known for getting bushels of blue crabs, that's the part of Maryland I live in, where we just get the bushels of crabs, and we have the Old Bay seasoning all over, and we go to Virginia Beach in the summer, things like that, or go to caves in Baltimore, you know, in the middle of 
you know, somewhere in Maryland, you know, (laughs) and look at crystal caves and stuff. It's like trees everywhere. It was very, it was a new town at the time. And it still probably hasn't grown a lot, a lot, but there's a good good amount of people. But yeah. So so would you say that you're, I mean, because you're, I grew up in New York City. And you're so reminiscent of, you know, people that I grew up with just because of your flavor and who you are and, and what you're interested in. But it sounds like you sort of lived in suburbia. For the most part? For the most part, I'd say, yeah, from like 6 to 13, I was in suburbia. Yeah. But, yeah, I was there just, um, yeah, we'd walk to school, things like that. My elementary school, my middle, well, my middle school was farther away, but, yeah, my, and my high school that I went to were like a couple of miles away. Like, I would walk to school with my friends, yeah. And what about, so then where, where does Christina Milian, the performer, come <laughs> from? from all that <laughs> I mean so did your dad Since have I was any, little have any of it I mean who'd you get it from I can't say I necessarily got the well you know okay it goes back because like my grandmother was a, um, a dancer at the Tropicana in Cuba so wow. I'm Cuban yeah so Cuban roots um, I've had like people like one of my great grandfathers was an orchestra you know orchestrator you know so it was like you know I hear stories like that but as far as this generation, nobody in our family did anything like entertainment wise. But my mom always had a really great voice. Right. She said that she joined like a little rock band with her friends when she was like in high school. And I mean, like probably something wild and crazy kind of rock <laughs> band. <laughs> both both but, parents from Cuba? Yeah, both parents from Cuba. So could they come in here? When did they come here in the 70s? They came in the, I think like 69. Yeah. So then they couldn't go back right yeah they couldn't go back and they haven't been since really they want to and we all want to actually go visit cuba but you know for the longest time they hadn't you know for political reasons they felt it wasn't right to go yet but then you know since then we're able to go visit and stuff we just haven't like gotten to plan it all the way and they moved here as a couple no my parents actually moved when they were like five and six years old so they met each other in new jersey Spotify. Spotify. I mean, it's it's just a, it's an ingenious thing, that Spotify. Creators of Spotify, you, this is Josh Peck letting you know you've crushed it. Feel great about yourself. Order dessert with your meal tonight because you have come up with a brilliant idea that's once in a generation. Something that I will never be able to do because I'm just, I'm just the laugh, laugh, funny guy. You know what I mean? I'm just the, look at me, look at the clown in the corner, ha ha, laugh at me, or just look at me, you know, acknowledge my existence so I can fill that bottomless pit in my soul. Anyway, look, did you know that every single episode of Curious is now on Spotify? Yeah. The same app that has millions of songs now also has thousands of podcasts, and you can listen to your favorite shows on Spotify Perhaps it's a show like this, like Curious, this one that you're listening to, and discover new ones. It's so great. You just have to do it. So to subscribe to our show, search for Curious, tap follow, and get every new episode delivered to you. Podcasts on Spotify, they're streaming right now, and now, and now. Who are you? 
We know that somewhere in the world, someone downloaded this podcast, but we don't know anything about you. The people who support this show would love to know just a little bit about who is listening. If you have two minutes, it really does only take two minutes. Help us make the show an even better experience for you by telling us more about yourself. Just go to listenerq, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R-Q dot com slash curious and take the short survey. You can also give us direct feedback on the show, which we would love to hear. And as a thank you, you'll be entered into a drawing for a $100 Amazon gift certificate. Yeah. Two minutes. ListenerQ.com slash curious. That's ListenerQ.com slash curious. So was there any feeling of that growing up like you... I mean, because some of your roots were come from came from a place that you could never go to. Yeah, yeah. Um, that part always kind of killed me because I was like, man, like it sucks. I can't go back to a place where you know and discover you know my ancestry and feel what it feels like. But I have all these great stories from my mom and from my aunts and everybody that have really vividly painted my imagination since I was a child. Right. So. It's very fulfilling, you know, the stories that they're able to share and at the same time bittersweet because I'm like, man, you know, as I grow up and I'm getting older, I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to experience this. Right. But I'm hopeful and I know that someday I will. I just have to figure it all out so I can do it the right way. But yeah, there was always like there were little gaps in my life where I was like, man, what's. You know, I just felt like something's missing, you know, but, you know, through the food, through family, most of my aunts, uncles and cousins, everybody's here now. So because of them, it feels like family. It feels like what home is. And I can just kind of recreate what that is and hopefully someday be able to go. And now I have a daughter I can bring her. And what what would you say is because I feel like it's easy for people to especially like. Latin countries in the Caribbean, right? So like mm-hmm. DR and Cuba and Puerto Rico. And like, it's easy for people to sort of lump everyone into sort of one categorization. Yeah. But like, what would you say is like uniquely Cuban? Cause you guys are on some other shit. Yeah. Like you guys have your own, I mean, yeah. it's so rich, yes. the culture. I think something really special I've noticed about Cubans is we have this really great ability to be positive Mm. and we tell these great stories with loud voices and we use our hands and we're so expressive and we're so into drawing people in that I feel like that energy kind of just is, it pours out of every Cuban that I know. (laughs) So I think that's what makes us really special. I, I don't know. I haven't met a Cuban that didn't what didn't like entertain me in some way. <laughs> my whole family were very <laughs> entertaining. What's the dish? What's like? What's the one Cuban Ooh. food you can't live without? Oh man, the one Cuban food I can't Ropa live vieja, without. Ropa vieja, bistec palamia. I like picadillo. I picadillo. I know. I'm hearing <laughs> you right now. <laughs> um, picadillo is my favorite. That's by far my favorite. What my is mom that? makes the best picadillo, and I've learned since then. But it's basically ground beef and kind of like what we call a sofrito. So you take like peppers, onions, and garlic. And like some little bit of tomato sauce, some white wine, yeah, and all our seasonings, which are like sazon, adobo, and you know a little garlic salt, things like That's that, like and Cari- give it some flavor. It's, it's like the Caribbean like, bouillabaisse, right? Like, or yeah, the, exactly. It is like the bouillabaisse to all like, especially Cuban Puerto food, Rican, but like, yeah, even yeah. Puerto Rican, yeah. So yeah, you mix that together, put a little, you know, mix a little sauce with all the flavor, and you have the right rice and the beans and the plantains that's my cuban meal that i'm like it's my go-to yo yeah 
I'm going to come over. I'm going to come over. So, okay. So now you're, you're in Maryland and uh-huh. you, what happens? You start going to. Yeah. Like I just asked my parents, I like, I, I grew up with people like Madonna and Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson and all these epic people that had such a mystique to them. Mm. They were so powerful on stage. Like this, that was the epitome of like people just like passing out and crying and watching shows from like these amazing idols to me that were just so inspiring that I just had dreams of this, of doing the same thing. I would see them and I'm like, wow, I just wanted to do the same thing they were doing. Could you sing? Were you naturally talented? Where'd you do it? Did you do I it was at always church? singing. Did you I do still, it at school? No, no huh? church. I, I had like piano lessons and I had vocal lessons when I was younger. So because I wanted it so bad, I wanted to sing. I just wanted to be on TV and perform or be Miss America or be like in the Olympics or something. Like I wanted to be something, you know, something strong and powerful that touched people that was like, I don't know, me and engaging in like performing right. in some way. So yeah, I just like really, I basically begged my parents for a long time to help me. So we, they did like, the in the beginnings I did like John Casablanca, which is like these classes that like parents pay way too much money for acting and they promise class. you. It's not even like an acting class, it's like an agency, but they make you pay and you take like modeling lessons and you take, but they send you out on stuff, but they're like teach, grooming you. <laughs> Oh, like pay for an agent. Yeah, exactly. Great. Exactly. You know, locally they have That's things like that. That's a brilliant racket. Yeah, and you know, honestly, you find out later that you don't have to do stuff like that. But or maybe you <laughs> but do it does when you have no like, connections. Exactly, it helps you out of your shell. So right. to me, I can definitely say it helped. I mean, it went along with my personality at that time. So yeah, it started with that, and then we got like an agent eventually, and I started doing like auditions at like seven and I sucked I didn't get anything not that I sucked I just didn't book anything but to me I thought I was working like I was so happy I loved going to auditions because I felt like that was the job like what an underdeveloped seven-year-old you are (laughs) isn't that but isn't that such a funny because I'm a kid actor obviously and like Mm -hmm. you know for us like anyone else would be like of course you were bad at seven you're seven yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know like and but for us we're like we started late (laughs) my god like i was just turning eight and i squandered (laughs) my first like four years i shouldn't have done commercials for so long i should have you know yeah i mean you're a whole that's even too transitioning your acting from like yes in commercials and being extra big like that's what was big at the time yeah and then you find out out that like you should probably should have been taking like some shakespearean you know acting lessons so you can book the jobs you really want (laughs) when you're like transitioning from kid actor to (laughs) or maybe you just shouldn't act till you're like an adult and you should actually just train i I think about what would happen if my kids wanted to to be actors and i don't know I, i guess you know you sort of say like if you couldn't, like, I could never do anything else. And I imagine the same yeah, was for yeah, you. Yeah, I've always loved this. So then do you just support them at a young age? I feel like if they have the same kind of passion for it that, you know, I know I had when I was a kid. Did you have the passion for this or you just kind of fell into it? Yeah, it was nuts. I was yeah. like a Chinese gymnast. Like, I had no fear. It. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the same thing here. Like if my daughter was to tell me that she was as passionate about it as I felt about it and she says it at an age that, you know, Anytime soon, I would understand. And I would right. try to understand where she's coming from and see how bad she wants it. But I definitely wouldn't just throw her in. Like, I would, you know, 
let her experience, you know, acting classes so she knows what an audition is like and all this stuff. So she knows even what the process is because she might not like it. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see. And what about <laughs> I'd how support long? my kid. <laughs> but, you know, with I'd be very, like, careful, you know, I have the experience, too. So I did well. I got to say, like, I, I felt like I did well with my mom. I didn't fall into any bad crowd or anything like that. Right. I always had fun and stayed focused. So I would hope to do the same for her. I, I fell into a bad crowd. <laughs> Did you? Luckily, there was just no social media then. Yeah. Huh? So, yeah, there were no camera phones. So no one was taking photos Damn. of me. Sowing yeah. my wild oats. <laughs> hey, you got to do it sometimes. Oh, God, being a big stereotype yeah. in West Hollywood. Hey, I did I did it as an adult actor. <laughs> Listen, we all got to do it, right? Yeah, we all have. You got to have fun, you know? I do it in moderation, which is good, but I've also, my moderation has also been in. <laughs> I'm lying. My moderation. What am I talking about? Now I do it in moderation. Now it's like I'm very, I pick my things with quality, you know? Well, you, but it does seem that you've evaded, like, obviously you've had some public relationships and what have you, but you've evaded scandal. Yeah. And I try not to do anything that's scandalous or anything that's like, you know, my mom wouldn't be proud of, you know? Right. You got Uber now, so there's no need to drink, drink and drive people, you know? There's never been a need for that at all, but I'm just saying like there's ways we can be responsible and make those choices and still have fun. So I think I've got a pretty good balance of that. And I try, if not, if you want to go crazy, always make sure you have a good friend looking out for you. A (laughs) hundred percent. And God knows you do. You have the best friends. I do have some great friends. So I've always been comfortable with knowing I'm going to be good. Well, I just imagine, and that's part of like when I've seen friends of mine who've been in the business and fallen into bad friend groups, I'm like, if you think these fuck boys are going to protect you while you're out like tearing it up at the club and like getting way too drunk, like they're the ones calling the paparazzi. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be them because they want to be see, see themselves in the picture and all that. Now, how so what, crazy? What do you think of that phenomenon? Because I have a friend who is works for a, a big paparazzi outlet. Okay, and he says that you would be amazed at the majority of people who call the paparazzi themselves. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, I'm talking a list. Like for I'm real, not, I'm not going to say any names, Oops. but. You can imagine Selena <laughs> Gomez. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you're so <laughs> but, like, stupid. <laughs> no, you're I, right. Like, I have she no needs idea. That. Yeah, That's she doesn't so funny. need that help. No. But like, I'm talking really famous people that you see yeah. in the limelight a lot who are the ones arranging for the photos. Yeah, and... I've definitely heard that before. Yeah. I think it happens. I think people, you know, I don't know. There's some people who might do it for attention, and then some people are who are about their business. You never know. Right. <laughs> They're like, well, I look cute today, so uh, let of me course. make sure. <laughs> it's not a coincidence that these people have these incredible beach bodies and just happen I know. to be like. Those pictures are so funny. It's frolicking. Like, yeah. Like, who just frolics for the day and, you know whatever beach at, and it, it kind of looks like it's a gloomy day <laughs> oh my god i just had photos my my wife and i were on vacation in cancun yeah you want to talk about when a beach photo shoot oh is real i got some paparazzi photos here. i look like a beach whale well, yeah right. i look like i'd been eating guacamole well for that's usually what straight. happens when you're on vacation oh you're my like god. it drinking, was demoralizing eating everything forget if there's like a buffet i um, called my I'm mom there, I immediately i was like mom go Go to just Jared right now. <laughs> they got me, mom. They oh, got me damn. good. Oh damn. God, it was so embarrassing. Yeah. But it's like I just have a. You didn't even know they were there. No idea. It's it's really crazy, honestly. Like for me, where I live, they literally like I think they just drive but back and forth on the street, mm. and they know my car. 
And so, like, I could be doing anything, just like, fucking, just go pick my nose at the juice bar, you know, bar. And I'm like, shit, they're like at the door taking the picture, or they're they just pop up. So uh, you kind of get used to it. They get you. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, damn. Like today, this morning, I'm so happy they didn't get me because I had socks and these pointy like silver shoes. I just threw them on to take Violet to school. I'm sure you pulled it off. Oh man, I look like an elf. Uh, but like I don't get that. Like I don't have. Of course, paparazzi gets me in the one time where I decide to be shirtless in a foreign country. Uh, God damn it! I'm like you know, I look cute sometimes. Sometimes I go out to You're nice like, who restaurants. You, I was on this damn beach, and who did this? Like, yeah. Where does this guy live? Yeah, exactly. Where were you? What's what, uh, I was in Cancun. In Cancun, oh, I guess you know people go to Cancun. There's probably other people that were there too. They got me good. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn. They they were like, what? I've had those moments. I've had a couple of those. Yeah. <laughs> Or I'm like, <laughs> they're like, we're actually here for Wilmer Valderrama's vacationing next door, but I guess we'll get Josh Peck while we're here. <laughs> you're so sad. You're so stupid. It's the sad truth. I Don't mean, it's happened it. to me before too. And I'm like, why are all these people? I'm like, oh, it's not for me. <laughs> I mean, I'm fascinated by, like, do you think that because I, I feel as though, and you sort of walk that line, right? Uh-huh. Where it's like, you do everything and yeah. you're, more so than any one thing in particular, I feel like the name Christina Milian and who you are, like not to be corny, but it's like, you know, you're a star, you're one of, you're a oh. person, you're one of those people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes and my buddy and I have had like a debate about this, that people like Kanye or Beyonce yeah. or even Kim Kardashian in, in her own way, they've made an agreement that they are going to live their life in the public. Yeah. That they're you going have to, to live- understand it's part of the it's part of the job so you have to accept that but do you i feel like that's a decision like i don't live that way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i feel like a lot of those people that maybe make the call to the paps yeah and like i don't know who it is but those people that do they just have realized that they're going to give their whole life to the public and yeah. not try to have live their own private yeah thing. well if you go that far and you're like calling people to kind of like take your pictures and stuff like that, then yeah. I guess you des- you want your stuff out there. So, but I mean... sometimes it's required, right? Because we want, we want to know everything Kanye does and everything yeah. Beyonce does. Well, I think does. those people, I mean, they're so amazing. I, I know they're not calling anybody. But, um, but yeah, surprised? I guess you have to kind of like... You have to kind of like um, accept that it's part of the, you know, part of it. And sometimes we don't want it to be, but I mean, they don't you know, know. It just is what it is. I don't think what people think about you or say about you, whether it's in you know magazines, all that stuff, even matters. Especially when you're that high up, it's like okay. Anyways, but they also like. <laughs> I think they... I'm gonna keep making this music, and you're gonna keep you know eating it up, like you know. Jerry Seinfeld has a great bit about like. They he was asked, you know, would would you do you miss your old life? He's like, do I miss not being famous? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that great. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I know, mean, there's a lot of perks that comes with all this. Well, I think for some people, they have no interest in living a normal life ever. Mm-hmm. Like they don't ever want to fly Southwest Sea Boarding Group ever yeah. again. Yeah. They're like, I'm a fly a PJ. Yeah. For the rest of my life, like hey. I want to go, like I'm cool with going by myself in the deep San Fernando Valley to a Chinese food buffet. Yeah, and I don't need anyone to take a photo of it. No, 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 <laughs> like, no, 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 no. But some people are like, nah, I'm gonna eat at Nobu and fly in private jets and live that life, which I know sounds awesome, but yeah. you're also giving up yeah. a certain part well, of your life. I do have to say, like, I do like having my own privacy and my own life, and I do like having my moments where I look like crap and I'm going to the, you know store up the street without having to like you know think about something getting 
taking, you know, taking a picture or something like that. As much as I've definitely, you know, accepted that I know it comes with the territory, it's like it's still I'm able to, for me personally, I, I mean, I've done a reality show, so I'm wrong to say like I'm not, yeah. you know, I, I, but even when I did my reality show, I allowed what I wanted people to see, you know, and I was okay with what people were seeing because it had to do with the story of my life at that time and those were the things that meant something to me and I felt like, you know, other women or other people can kind of either watch it. Yeah, it's to be entertained, but at the same time, it's really like a lot of people related to it, like the pains and the things like, you know, people actually watch, you know, and they and they watch people's lives. It's crazy to say it, but they kind of like get inspired, you know, maybe in different ways when they're like, I, I know I've watched stuff before and like, let's just say I'm in a bad situation and then I, it's like almost like rewatching somebody else experiencing it on television mm. has been like, you know what? It is stupid. Why are you with this person? Blah, blah, blah. If you're judging this person on television for being with this, you know, loser who's doing X, Y, Z. Right. Guess what? This, you're the same thing's happening to you. So. Well, it's incredibly. You know, I've learned some little things from people's lives on television. I mean, I think people are voyeuristic and they, I mean, I remember we were shooting our show when you were also doing the reality show and I didn't know where to draw the line because I would like be with you on set and you were like completely just my peer and my colleague and then I'd see a commercial for your show and I'd be like, shit is going down with Christina. (laughs) Oh my God. And And I'm like, is this real? (laughs) All of that stuff was real. Really? Um, yeah, no. Every single every single bit of it. You know, I was I was also a producer on the show. Mm. So I wanted to make sure that nothing like, you know, in the beginning when you do a reality show, you know, producers, everybody, they just get from you what they think they know of you. Right. And so they'll help recreate moments so that you're talking to a family member about what's really happening. Right. You know, because they're not just following you all day. We don't have time to waste camera all day. You're you're actually like, okay, well, you're going with, through this situation with your sister in real life. Okay, so now Wait we're going to... Wait for us to light it, set up three cameras and get the audio right before you <laughs> confront her. Sometimes we just wouldn't even experience it together until we were together. And the show actually really made us, like, communicate more. And it actually brought us closer together. So it's kind of funny thinking but how about get, what the reality show, show did for us. How do you get everyone on board? Was anyone in your life like, nah, I'm good? My mom. <laughs> yeah, of course. But she was on she, it, no? Yeah, she was on she ended up being on it, but it took some convincing. Right. Cuz for years people would come to us because they just saw the relationship between she and I and thought it would be interesting on TV. But then they found out I had two sisters and then like where we came from and like all, you know, as women just achieving so much as a family and that was our unit and no matter how much we like sometimes would argue and be crazy or we're Cuban and whatever our Cuban and our, you know, (laughs) our Cubanness, (laughs) there you go, brought us back together because family was just really important. So it ended up being like a great element for TV. So for years, people actually pitched it to us. And finally, like I said to my mom, I was like, why can't we do it? And she was like, because I don't want our skeletons out of the closet. I'm like, what skeletons? What are you talking right. about? Well, And she's like, well, reality shows ruin people. And I was like, yeah, but we're a family. We're not going anywhere. And so, you know, I was like, you know, our lives and what we live is actually an example to other women. And we shouldn't be afraid to show it. And people are always telling me like, oh, like uh, the world doesn't know you enough for music. They would always say like, right. They don't know, you know, know you enough. They don't know your story. And I was like, well, what better way to do it than 
on a show instead of like interviews where they only put half of like a real story, you know? But did you ever, okay, side question. Did you always get glammed every day that you had to do the reality show or did you ever go like no makeup, just um, woke most up, of the time I got finished the workout. Yeah, most okay, of the time okay. I got glammed. <laughs> and then sometimes it was just like, I would be like, turn the camera on. Like, because I'm, because this moment, like, yeah. there would be something that's happening. Moment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so sometimes that would happen as I'm well. I'm about to cry. Yeah. And this is going to be the season no, finale. Bitch, you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one second. Hold no, on. Okay. Let me give you guys a season finale. Let me think finale. about it again. <laughs> you're so stupid. <laughs> No, but all of that stuff was really happening. Anytime there's tears, I can't just make myself cry for no reason. Honestly, I, like all of that stuff, like the relationship stuff, all the crazy stuff that I showed that was in my life at that time really happened. But to a certain extent, there is a safety net, right? Because you know that inevitably if you go through something and you don't want it to wind up on air, you you could put the kibosh on it. You mm, had the control. That's what you think. Come on, you're a producer, right? Like I am, but at the same time, there's always still, to a degree, there's still other powers that be that kind of decide certain things. And I really, like, okay, there was this, like, the first season, there was this huge fight between me, my mom, and my sisters. Mm. But it was a big fight. And it really happened. And after it happens, you're like, the next day, you're like, holy crap. Like, in real life, when we when it happened and we filmed it, the next day, we were like, wake up to like that really happened and that really happened on camera and now like you we knew and it wasn't even a plan or anything we didn't know we were going to end up in this fight or anything it was crazy fight I mean argument not you know nothing physical but it was pretty we were pretty mean to each other but we were honest with each other and it was so crazy because it was the most therapeutic kind of like fight ever like it was like we got everything off of our chest about how we feel right but it happened in front of camera but the next day I was like can we take that off? Like, can we not put that? Can we not put that? I was like, well, can I at least see what's going to be put? (laughs) You know? But, you know, it is what it is. And it actually was like, it was pretty like, uh, yeah, it was crazy, but it was real life. And so that was like, you know, the best part of it. Stamps.com. Oh, baby. I mean, I love it. Right? Postage on demand. It's a no brainer. Look, I love the post office as much as the next guy, but sometimes life gets in the way and I got to mail stuff. So what do I do? I go to stamps.com because I can buy and print real U.S. postage for any letter or any package. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I just click print mail and I'm done. You know, the other day, my wife, she did some online ordering. It's an adorable thing about her. And she wanted to return something. I said, No, no, apple of my eye, I shall handle that. Allow me to print some postage, I'll tape up the box, and that's now a completed task. You're welcome. She loved it. Anyway, right now, use Curious for this special offer, a four-week trial which includes postage and a digital scale. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Curious. That's stamps.com. Enter curious. I mean, I, you know, I'm married now, and so I watch what my wife watches, and <laughs> I don't mean to let the cat out of the bag, but oh my she's, gosh. she's quite the uh, the reality TV watcher. Yes. And I have now become a fan inadvertently, and yes. I'm, I'm fascinated by these people <laughs> and their lives. And I, yeah. I, you know, I have a friend who she's on a really big reality show on Bravo, and she sort of says something to the effect of like, 
you sometimes feel the underlying pressure to make drama, of course, because listen, no one wants to watch people who are like stoked going to yeah. Soul Cycle and having smoothies after, unless they're like <laughs> dumping the smoothies on each other because yeah, one of them slept with the other's boyfriend. <laughs> but like, you watch a lot of reality TV. I've seen a You're few. You're on point. I, I like my Real you Housewives. Could be a producer already. Um, but like, and she said, like sometimes you feel the pressure, like because you know that if you don't get in the drama. You're not going to be featured a lot that season. And so sometimes you just create shit. Yeah. And like, I'm sure that's got to be, I mean, it was obviously centered around you. So it was yeah. less pressure for you. But yes, if you want to be featured, you got to, you got to come up with that, that good, good. Hey, hey, hey. Um, that's true. But I think that happens a lot for like shows where you're putting strangers or friends together. Real think, world, road yeah. rules challenge. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Any of those. Cause it's like, you know, I feel like every, man fends for themselves when it comes to that because right. they're all thinking selectively like hey i could be this star i'm thinking about my own paycheck i'm thinking like if they're taking the chance to do a reality show with total strangers and you know people that are their friends it's kind of, it's kind of like some people of course when they do it with their friends they just go into it thinking they're just gonna have fun but no it's still work right and just but, as a just as a side note, and you can talk about this as much yeah. or as little as you want, is dating famous people more fun? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, um, hmm. <laughs> That's a funny question. Um, it's, the answer is it has to be. It, well, it must be. I don't know. Right? I think being in the 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 you know in the spotlight myself has obviously attracted other people of like, you know, that I've kind of like, uh, that are in the spotlight as well. And I think probably the things that we were, you know, excited about or interested in were so similar that I guess you could say it's a lot of fun. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's a lot more fun because it's like equally kind of where my mind is. But I'm not going to say only date. I I've dated different kinds of guys. Don't don't get me wrong. Look, if you're dating one guy with a private jet and another guy and like I'm, <laughs> I'm so actually stupid. I'm dating Bill. He works for the post office. Ah, like you're an idiot. It's Bill like, might be a lot of fun, honestly. Bill's okay, probably so don't an get awesome guy because <laughs> private jets are super cool. But if it's with the wrong person, it's just not right. It just doesn't feel of good. Of course. Because so so it's not fun if it's based off of like just because they can do those things, but. But yeah, I've definitely dated I would date the Bill. Bill type. Yeah, I've dated the Bill type too and had a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and in no ways am I talking down on that in any way. But of course, we're all, especially when we're you young. You can get really creative. Well, when you're presented with the opportunity to live and experience these things, yeah. we all want to say like, yeah, it didn't last forever, but yeah. at least we have the experience. I can definitely say I have the experience under my belt, which is cool. Especially where I'm at now and the person that has my interest. Mm. <laughs> as much as he, um, you know, is a performer, he's really a cool, normal guy. And we have, like, the best time doing, like, the same regular things that I think any other couple that's not in the industry does. It's, like, all based off of laughter and fun and kind of, like, just normal things that are around us, you know? And that's the best part. It's, like, some of the material things become less important as you get older I think to some at least for me right and kind of like what my goals are for those things and why I really just love like traveling and like even just doing and like if we normal. have to do it privately I suppose ah! I'll go <laughs> you're so crazy um, and like do you think oh my gosh I love you <laughs> no but traveling is like going driving to like even like pump like 
Palm Desert or something. I went to Joshua Tree recently, and that was so cool because it was just like amazing. It's just like the land. It's right there. It's good uh, name it's for a tree. For free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think? And we don't have to say anyone in particular, but like, and Howard Stern always talks about this: how whether you're making an album with someone or you're making a movie, there's such a the the chemistry and such a romantic atmosphere, especially if you have to be in love with each other mm-hmm. or like have a romantic interest in the movie. Yeah. So describe, I mean, is it just easier to fall in love when you're working with someone? If you're single, that's the first thing. Right. <laughs> if you're single and I think you actually like, I definitely can say I fall in love. I've fallen in love or fallen into a relationship while filming something, I was single, and at the same time, the same the other person was, and I think they grew my interest as we as we were working. Right, they didn't have my interest before that, <laughs> but sure. then you know, getting to know them, it was like kind of like became like this fun friendship, and then the friendship kind of developed into dating. So I can say that's happened before, and then there's other times where yeah, the settings romance and all that stuff, and you're supposed to be that, but at the same time, it's like no, it's just. It's your, it's your professional job and it's just acting. Well, it's funny because like, you know, I've had romantic relationships in, in movies. Yeah. My characters have with... with it's usually kind of awkward to be honest with you. I've definitely... There have been a few women that I've worked with that I really disliked <laughs> deeply. Oh my god! And I just was like, oh God. No way. Oh yeah. And then uh. there's like people that you love and mm-hmm. it's... Like even when you and I, I mean, yeah. you, you played my baby mama, yeah, I did. That <laughs> grandfather. Was so fun. It was so funny, and 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 while I was like with my wife at the time, and like we were, you know, like you and I just had like a wonderful working relationship. Yeah. Of course, there was a part of me that was like, I can easily find the things to love about Christina uh, yeah, because yeah. it it needed to it needed, yeah, it needed to, to have that, especially because we had a you know a child in the show, and it was like really about like us. Like our characters um, at the time, like being like the uh, the whole arc of how it went, you know. Right. So it's kind of like trying to give those feelings to the to the you know to the television and to the people. So yeah, you totally like, and that's what's great about being an actor. That's our jobs to do that, which is so cool. If you're really like know how to develop yourself and develop your character, that's so that's a really important element. But it's great because it's like you can act it out. And be really good at it, and just be like high five each other when we're done. <laughs> yeah, just be stoked that was awesome. about it, and be like, oh yeah, that was a good scene. Oh my god, and it, it's also so. I mean, like, I don't know if you remember, but I think it was like the fourth episode where uh-huh. we had a a intimate scene, a scene oh, of intimacy. Oh my gosh, it's and so like, intimate. it's so inherently awkward. But it when, is when you're there with someone who can literally just be like a friend, yeah. like a companion. Yep. Where you're just like. Here we are together in this awkward situation, yeah. making make believe and getting, <laughs> and getting paid really well to do so. Yeah. And like, let's just let's just live it up yeah. and try to make this as fun and silly as possible yeah. because we're not curing cancer here. Yeah. We're just kind of no. especially our show was like it's fun and it's also like these yeah. two different characters, your character and my character too. We're so unique too. So even just like. Like you can only laugh at like with the situation these two characters are actually in and at the same time have heart for it too. So it was like, oh, it was just fun. Right. Yeah. And then so and then we can close the sort of relationship chapter of this with this. <laughs> You're so funny. And 
you know, obviously we talked about all like sort of the exciting, cool things about dating someone that's in the limelight or super powerful or what have you. But then inevitably when you're dating someone, some nameless, super famous rapper, whatever, and you, and you're, you know, and they're so busy and they're so married to their work as Mm -hmm. like so many people in our business are. Yeah. What's that? How do you find that balance? You know, I imagine that that must have been really challenging at times. Well, I think for most of like most of my relationships have been actually like a long distance, like long term relationships, which it actually worked for me because I feel like work and like my career has been such a, you know, a passion and a driving focus for me that, you know, the time and the energy that goes into that was it, I did good splitting both the energy because at the same time I like to focus on my work and, uh, you know, if they're busy and I'm busy, it kind of works out for both of us. So I'm not like sitting there like, when are you going to be done or anything right. like that? So it worked out for me at the time. I think I never really had a problem with uh, with it in any of the situations. Yes, they didn't work out in the end. And I'm sure, ta- you know, giving more time possibly could have changed the outcome of those things. But I also did give a lot of time and it didn't change the outcome. It was right. just what it is, you know, is it what it is. Right. It wasn't right, you know. So I think, um, you know, some people make it make it worth your time. And so and so. I think I was just, you know, enjoying life. But now I'm in a place where I'm like, time is of the essence. (laughs) My time, any time taken away from me with you is taken away from my daughter. It's just energy. And like, you know, to me, those are, you know, my career is really important. But my daughter's number one thing. And even the choices I'm making for a career and the things and, and as far as relationship to me, it's more about quality instead of quantity right now. And what do you think? I mean, inevitably, so we see so few of these famous on famous relationships yeah. work out. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't seem possible. And I think it's yeah. just because I know for me, like, I'm lucky my wife is an artist, so she's creative, mm-hmm. but she's not in the business. She's mm-hmm. a civilian, mm-hmm. which is like so refreshing That's because, cool. you know, it's March now. And if her and I, if, if, I had to go through with her what she went through with me with pilot season. Yeah. We'd be divorced. Because yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, you are one needy psycho, oh, which man. is what I'm sure she was feeling for me. But inevitably, we're able to sort of be there because our lives were not both down on the same days about the same thing. Yeah. So we can be strong for each other at different times. And That's I find, cool. you know, when you have two, fa- I mean, I don't, a couple of people are making it work. Jessica Beale and Timberlake and yeah. Beyonce and Jay. Hey. But I don't Will know. And Jada. It's hard. It, you know, it definitely can be hard. Um, but I do believe in love and I do believe in love for even entertainers and performers. And sometimes, you know, you have soulmates, several soulmates or who knows, but, um, several soulmates, I believe, the I new know, album right? from Christina. Yeah. <laughs> seven songs, seven, soulmates. seven songs. <laughs> These are the stories. Lucky number seven. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but I do think that there's there's hope for relationships. I'm seeing, I feel like we're seeing it more often that people are really like, as far as they're valuing relationships. I think, you know, it's kind of scary that the world can be so trendy sometimes. But, um, yeah. you know, I feel like, you know... Uh, I feel that Look, people are appreciating what love is and there's getting more examples of it from all generations and all, you know, um, I don't know, genres of everything that 
they're starting to see that what an asset it is to be with someone and to ha- and to build a friendship and a team and to go through things together and to learn stuff about each other and show what real love is. Mm. So I feel like there's examples of it more often. People are speaking about it and I think uh, people are respecting, you know, men and women, each other more, valuing each other more in family. You know, time is of the essence. So it's like, I keep saying that. But it's true. We don't know what tomorrow brings. And I want to be with a loved one, someone who cares about me at the end. So you got to, you know. I mean, our president is having sex with porn stars. So at Maybe the end that's of- why we're all forming families. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? We're scared. <laughs> so uh, Get your wife, get your kids, hurry up. Yeah, get it together, guys. We need to, uh, we need to get in line here. So let's talk about the music. Yeah. And... Is that is that your great love before anything else? Before anything? Oh man. Yeah, I I I always like music just always has my heart, but at the same time, I have to say acting does too. Like they both equally were the two things growing up that I was just like intrigued by um, you know, people, you know, performing, you know, as a character and just kind of like like you said, playing, playing, like dress up and, uh, you know, what's the game you said? <laughs> make believe, <laughs> playing make believe, because I was like, you know, that was my life twenty four seven. Right. Know? If I wasn't, you know, daydreaming about being on television or doing c- commercials or whatever, I was literally sleeping thinking about it. You know, what was my point? I forgot. Well, here's one. <laughs> yeah, go back to it. So you're talking about music and your love of music. Yes, yeah. I love music, yeah. So what about, now you've written a lot of music for people. Like yeah. You help, you, you're a co-writer on Baby mm-hmm. for Justin Timberlake. and uh, Bieber, yeah. Or for, yeah, yeah. For, for Bieber. And, and then J-Lo, I wrote a song called Play. I wrote a, um, co-wrote a song called uh, Walk Away for uh, Paula Dienda with Neo. And then some other songs, which is really cool. And then, of course, a bunch of my my songs I've written too. So, and how do you decide to give a song away? Is that mm-hmm. like giving up a kid? Well, when you're a songwriter, and even just as an artist, I was in the studio a lot, a lot, a lot. Like I have hundreds of records that I've recorded and written for myself. Right. But I would, you know, part of being a songwriter is always practicing your craft and making songs. And if somebody wants your song, like and you believe in yourself enough, if you, if it doesn't feel like, if you don't want to give it away, obviously keep it. But sometimes it's like, you believe in yourself enough, you'll write another song, you know? Do you, so, do you always write in your voice? Or I remember I heard Billy Joel talking, and he was saying how he would just, he's like, I would become inspired by a singer. And so I'd write something in the vein of, of Springsteen or, oh, that's cool. or Sting. He's like, but then inevitably I'd wind up giving them the song because it made sense really? for their voice and not oh, mine. That's cool. Well, I definitely have like recorded a song and said, I'm not right for this. And I think I should send it to so-and-so, mm. you know, so that's happened before, but every song, except for baby, I got, um, the, uh, the dream actually helped me, you know, get on that song because we were in the studio together writing but other than that like they've been songs that were placed that were songs that I made for myself and um the producer either had a chance to like you know play it for like the head of a label or something like that and said you want to see if you know so-and-so will like it I'm like yeah fine it's fine with me right and if they want it I'm like hell yeah there's nothing better and more gratifying than hearing your song regardless on the radio or even hearing another singer sing your lyrics 
that is so cool. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I, of course I can sing my own stuff and I want it to be great, but I'm like, if somebody else like channeled with your lyrics and, and is going to make your song a hit, I think that's awesome. And there's rules to pop. I mean, inevitably, right? And so do you find that it's one of those things that you really win by working within those parameters? Like, or is it just a blank canvas and what works works and what doesn't doesn't? Um, when like, you mean when making music? Yeah. I think I always start with a blank canvas, but my style has always been like pop, urban anyways. So I tend to like gravitate to like finding or making beats that feel like they have melody or I can attach a good melody to. I'm very melodic, so I guess I'd have to say like pop is usually like my tendency to go to, my go-to for like writing, but I always have like an urban flair to it. But like something like Baby for Bieber, like that song is, that's pop yeah, that on steroids. Yeah, you're like, yeah. And you never, when you're writing that song, you're never like, maybe this will be like a B on the B side. Like this isn't going to be a Bieber deep cut. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, this is a fucking yeah, radio banger. Yeah. Well, that one was definitely a radio banger. And that's, you know, due to the dream working on that song, I knew he was going in the studio with the intention of making a song a for single. Bieber. So, and a single. So it was like, watch this. And he got it started and it was like, oh shit, that's going to play everywhere. And that's how that continued on. And what so, do you think it is? Is it the top line? It's just, a ma- it's a simple. It's simple. Simplicity is great. You know, when it comes to pop, you know, people just want to, they want to be happy when they listen to music. They want to be able to like memorize it or challenge themselves trying to rap. Or, you know, if it's rap, then that's a whole other story. But you want to know the lyrics. Like when it comes to music, sometimes simple is better sometimes, but mostly with pop, like, you know, people want to be able to sing along with it. Um, but it's not always, it's not always the case. But it tends to work. I mean, going back to the Beatles, going back to, you know, a lot of the earlier music that I grew up with, and this is like even before my time, it was very simple and repeated, you know, choruses and the, you know, the verses, you know, were short and melodic and told the story and relatable. So, yeah. What about... Yeah, I mean, I was listening to John Bon Jovi the other day, and he said that they had a motto in the studio, which was, don't bore us, get to the chorus. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, and he cited the Beatles, too. He's like, you know, can't buy me love. Like, they started with the chorus. Dude. They just, they knew, like, let's let's go to what wins here. Yep, yep. Right. Every song is different. And, you know, you're finding that more and more as all the genres are crossing, you know, you have different ways that people kind of, you know, make the music. You have people that do, you know, like a hundred bars or something, <laughs> something right. crazy like that now. But like, it's really just about making, you know, good content that people want to listen to. So yeah, it's funny. Sometimes that's the method, get straight to the chorus. Or sometimes you got some things to say and you need 16 bars and you need another 16 <laughs> bars and you need another 16 bars. So I remember we were, shooting the pilot for grandfathered and yeah. i don't know if you remember this we're in the lunch line and a guy sees you middle-aged dude seemed lovely uh-huh. <laughs> he was like oh my god you're christina million and you were like yeah and he was like look at my phone and he pulls out his phone and there's a quite scantily clad picture of you <laughs> as his wallpaper and i'm oh, like man. yo yeah i'm sure she's flattered well, yeah <laughs> but like you must get some pretty interesting you've got quite the interesting fan base 
Yeah, I have a, um, I definitely do. I mean, performing. It's a variety. People surprise me all the time. But have you had some weird moments? I mean, performing worldwide. I'm sure some dudes have come at you sideways. <laughs> oh, man. Of course. Well, I mean, it's never really like as far as like a fan. I mean, I've had guys be like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's so funny. Let me think. <laughs> you know, I haven't had any crazy Two weird moments, you know, too you've weird had, of a moment. I've had, had some to people, have like security put some guys in check before. Come I've on. had security very close to me before a couple times. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this person, you know, popped up here and popped up there, you know. And Someone I'm just following like, you. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And they're all distant places. They're not close. They're not in the same, you know, state, you know. <laughs> no one's ever come to your house or anything. No, no, no. Thank you, God. Thank God. Oh, my God. My biggest <laughs> Please fear. Please don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got cameras, though. <laughs> and I got a dog. <laughs> Dogs. And a cat. She's ready to go. Don't even try it. <laughs> um, and what about like, but yeah, if you've been traveling yeah, or I've, working. I've mostly had all really good fan encounters i've just just that other, that one time to be honest with you but i think because you know i think most of my moments with everybody i give everybody the, the, their time which is cool because right. like you know you're meeting somebody who's never who's like experiencing like maybe their first time meeting a celebrity mm-hmm. you know so everybody acts different so you got to give them credit for that and i don't think um yeah thank god nothing nothing really weird yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm really trying to think. I I'm mean, tra- I've gotten weird mail before, things like that. Anything from prisons? Like, definitely prisons, yeah. Great. Yeah. Which ones? <laughs> As- asking to come visit or to help, like, you know. Yeah, actually Shout to come visit. out Robert at uh, Rikers. Like, you should come through <laughs> and you should visit us. Dave at San Quentin. <laughs> Just want to send our love. Uh- <laughs> Oh my gosh. Support prisoners. Yeah, no. I used to get a lot, a lot of those. Actually. A lot of prison mail. Yeah, a lot of prison mail. Suspect. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, <laughs> it's Ooh. pretty funny thinking about it now. But yeah, no. But um, everybody's always really nice. I've had people get like tattoos of me and stuff like that. But I'm sure. So I'm like, that's a big leap to you know put something on your body. But I'm like, that's so cool. But for better or for worse, and be it fans or just people you work with, uh-huh. when you're, I mean, and it's never been more present than it is now. Like when. You know, you're a beautiful young woman working in this business. I feel like you have to become a professional at sort of keeping men's advances at bay. Like being, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, gosh, yeah, I get, yeah, definitely. For sure. I mean, it's 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 always, especially, I mean, before the times now that people are being more um, vocal Aware. about it. Right. Um, it's definitely like, you know, oh, you know that you're like, they'll set up, you know, if you're, it's it's a thought in your mind when you're like, oh, I'm gonna have a meeting with the director, but it's at the you know at the chateau restaurant Marmont. at the chateau. You know, <laughs> right. it's like okay, you don't know what you're gonna come upon because this person is a total stranger. Yes, they might have accolade and who they are, but at the same time, you're going to meet a stranger at a place that you're like, or even if it's a restaurant, it doesn't have to be the chateau or something like that. It could just be at any restaurant. You just don't know if someone's gonna hit on you, and you just don't know if you're gonna be taken seriously, right. and like what you're really there for. So, in most cases, though, I mean, I must say, like all my representation is very careful, and they always like make sure that they're looking out for me. You know, if I'm ever having like that type of a meeting, but it's always been very professional, thank God, and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. But as I, I think as a woman, 
you know, you do have just that, you know, slight worry. You worry about that even if you just go by yourself in an Uber, like, oh, this might be it. Of course. <laughs> you know, so I think it's just, um, yeah, you never know. Well, and it's also, for me, been so enlightening, and I've learned from my wife, too, that, you know, just being a dude walking around, sort of unassuming that I can go wherever I want at any time and not think twice. Yeah. My wife has sort of enlightened me to the idea of, like, no, no, like, I can be going out to a well-lit area at four in the afternoon and yeah. feel in fear Yeah, you could just be walking. You could just be walking. Yeah, you should, you're always, like, checking your surroundings and stuff. I think I was raised that way. Like I told you, I used to go to school, walking to school. So my, my dad put it in my mind, like, just always be careful. And 100%. so, yeah. And so even, like, the advances and the whistling and all that stuff, it's like you kind of don't want that. <laughs> you're just, like, as much as it's nice to know that I look nice today, at the same time you're not really, like, looking no, for somebody bullshit. to whistle or scream out the window. Like, hey, you know, you know say whatever they got to say. Because it's like, um I just want to, you know, it's just, the, you know, I remember what I, I, what I mean, besides the fact that it's completely fucking unacceptable, yeah. what kills me is that guys think that like a girl's going to be like, you oh, know, hey, pull over. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about meeting anyone today, but but that cat call you just used, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, growing up in New York, like I'd hear, I'd see yeah. these dudes on the train, like yelling at a girl and they, they would literally go like this. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, what? She's yeah. not, she's not a cat. Like, that and, is so funny. And I'd be like, do you like, is that, that's the dope pickup line yeah. that you've got going, but yeah. it's completely invasive yeah. and gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely gross. <laughs> Oh, makes me like, hey, I'm like, hey, it's for horses. Good for you. Thank you. That's a good yeah, one, right? Tell them. Hey, it's for horses. That's right. Write it down, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what's next? What's next? Oh, man. So I'm working on music again. Yeah. So you'll be expecting some music again from me soon. I'm doing it my way, kind of like, in, you know, independently. And I got some great music already. So I'm just doing like the paperwork with the producer so I can get it out. Right. Outside of that, I've just been doing like my pilot season, which was good. I've been like, you know, making sure I kill my auditions and feeling good about those. Yeah. So we'll see what comes up when it comes to that. But I focused a lot of my energy on like more behind the scene this last year and started to write with my friends. Right. So I have two girlfriends and we started writing a script and um, I'm hoping to pitch it really soon so that, you know, the control's in my hands. That sounds great. Yeah. Do you, this is just a random question and, you know, because I, I don't know if you ever go through this, but sometimes when I get so over it with the business and whatnot mm -hmm. and I think like, well, what else would I do? Yeah. And then I go... I, I'm Josh from Drake and Josh. Like, I can't sell real estate. <laughs> you know? A. Like, do you ever have that moment of, like, admit, and it's what we love and it's yeah. what we're built for. Yeah. But where you're like, I can't leave this even if I wanted to. Like, yeah. this is, I bought into this and I've given it too much time. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean... I mean, I definitely don't box myself in because I'm like anything. You have potential to do anything and regardless, you know, I definitely also wouldn't not do anything if it meant that I had to provide for my family right. because it because it looks a certain way and it's the celebrity. I'm like, no, providing is providing, you know, right. at the end of the day. So but at the end of the day, you're, you're right. It is. It is difficult to just say you're just going to go jump into. I mean, real estate's one thing. I would buy a house from. The guy from Drake and Josh. Josh I would buy the house from you, actually. So don't and, count real estate off. And that's and it's not me saying that I'm like too famous for that in any way. It's more for me being like, how many times am I going to be trying to sell a house? And for people to be like, wait, aren't hold on? Hey, I would use that as my. Uh, and then people, <laughs> that's me. That's right. Yes. Wait, are you about to say 
Yeah, say it. Oh, okay. yeah. Like if I have to be, if I'm trying to sell like a two bedroom apartment in North Hollywood, and they're like, "Hug me, brother," I'd be like, "I'm going to kill myself." <laughs> <That's true. laughs> yeah, it would be a little tough. It'd be a little tough. Uh, it could be tough. Yeah, but I definitely. I mean, I'm in this for life. I don't think that I've ever had any other thought outside of doing what I do. But I've, I, I, I've just only thought about adding to it, and it's not necessarily always having to be in front of the camera. Right. But it's not always about you know, I don't know. There's other things in what we do that open up avenues for us to to have like careers or, you know, even like, let's just say me, for example, as a singer, if I wanted to, I've thought about it where I've been like, hmm, what would it look like if I, I decided to someday be an A&R or something at a record label? Would they want me to even be there because I am who I am? You know, things like that. I've sure. thought about that. And I have, I used to say I wanted, you know, someday I want to, you know, work at a record label. But now my, you know, my thought has changed about that but maybe later I would want to. But I mean, at least to me, it's part of what I do and I want to do it because, you know, I know I, you know, I feel like I could find the potential artist and make an album and all that stuff. But yeah, I haven't really thought of too many things that are outside of what I do. Right. I do, I do do things outside of what I do, but Not. I mean, it's technically kind of still surrounded with who I am. We're in. Yeah. You and I were built in. <laughs> That's it. This We're is a life. In, yeah. We're lifers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely in it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. Oh, thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it, Christina Milian. She's just a gem. Big fan. Huge, huge fan. Christina Milian, wonderful. Best. Everyone else, sad, sad. That's my terrible Trump impression. But she's, uh, she's really dope. And I'll always remember going to a Halloween party with her and my wife and her best friend, Lauren, and we had a great time. And then we proceeded to go to the closest food truck and crush an inhuman amount of pizza. And it, it was as if we were going for a record for the most cheese and sauce and bread consumed by a group of four people. And I would say if there was someone you know, someone official there keeping track that we might have uh, set a record. But who knows? Anyway, thanks, guys, for listening. I'll see you next week. <laughs>